The world's a mess. And we're to blame. We're to blame because we've made, not made, following Christ compelling and attractive and beautiful. The world has seen a mixed message from Christians and rightly cried hypocrite. Today's gospel and epistle lesson are about faith. That God has taken us from under the law and now put us in a position of faith, of trusting Him. And He clearly tells us, I will provide for you. Now, we get the mistaken idea that that means now we are responsible for taking care of the whole world. And that can get confusing because we can't take care of the whole world. We can take care of our own house. We can make sure the light that is in us is bright. And to chase out darkness, we can work on ourselves But we are not the Savior of the world. Christ is. We rely on people to follow Christ. And that's what we have to do. Now, we might think again that that we have to be perfect. Whatever perfect means. And God commands us to be perfect as He is perfect. But what we see in God is love, mercy, compassion, balance. He is without sin. We are not without sin. And we will never be as long as we are in the body. So in the liturgy, one of the prayers is that God has established repentance as the way of salvation. So that's how we deal with that. Yes, we are sinners. Yes, we need forgiveness. Yes, we want the light of Christ dwelling in us. Every morning before the divine liturgy begins, I take keros. That means I come and prepare to celebrate the divine liturgy. And the tenth prayer of my silent prayers reads as follows. Lord our God, You have granted mortals remission of sins through repentance. And as an example of awareness and confession of our sins, you have given us the repentance through forgiveness of the prophet David. We read the 50th Psalm, 51st Psalm, every Orthro service. Will you, Master, in your great goodness, show mercy to us? For we have fallen into many and grievous sins, and in your great compassion... Wipe away our offenses, for it is you, Lord, we have offended. Who knows what lies hidden in the secret hearts of men, and who alone have authority to remit sins? That is Christ, a spotless heart created in us, and a steadfast spirit to sustain us. Revealing to us the joy of your salvation, do not turn us away from your presence, but as a good and loving God, grant that to our last breath we may offer you a sacrifice of righteousness and an oblation 
at your holy altar. That's what the church is. We come here not because we are perfect. We come here because we find God's healing, God's grace, God's love. Now we operate in the world with a foot in each world. And that's what confuses people. If the church is going to gather power and to participate in power, then people get suspect. But if we are weak, if we are vulnerable, or if we are humble, if we are honest, if we do the best we can, that will be attractive. We drop the rope. There is no fight. The fight is over. The victory is Christ. And now our job is to faithfully follow Him, to celebrate the divine liturgy, to live in faith, trusting that He will provide for us, that we don't have to go out and serve God and mammon, because you can't do both. You'll either love the one and be dedicated to the one, or hate the other. And that's where the world gets confused. So it talks about anxiety. Do we have anxiety? Don't we have peace? Don't we have love? Don't we have the security of God's providence? We shouldn't have anxiety. We should be able to work out those things that distress us or worry us or make us anxious and immediately turn them over to God and find that center of peace again. So that in following Him, people will see how to do it. That they will find a place for themselves that no one on this earth is perfect, but here we can find healing and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.